Good morning, good evening, good night, and welcome back to, to the, the Get, Get Up, Up Podcast. Podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We oh, back man. at it again. We have to. You know, it's just natural. I got to say it. Yeah, you know. What is this? Episode. It's like what? Eight. Is episode eight? Yes, sir. All right. So we surpassed something. Bruh. Hey. Chain breakers in the room. There's no telling what he's going to do. Yo, don't get us singing on this pod, you heard. For real. Yo, so. But, yes, we missed a couple weeks. We know, we know, we know. Um, but, uh, you know, week. it was because. It was Thanksgiving. They were, yeah, it was Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, and then. And then there was the other week we missed. Well, last week was just, it was only, it's only been two weeks. Oh, Thanksgiving, and then last week was just a little bit busy. But we're back. We're back at it. I mean, I'll say this. We've been successful basically one pot a month. Oh, yeah. 1, which is a. I think that's a W. That is a W. I mean, we've done minimum two pods a month. Yes. Which is good. Yeah. So, we're not plauso. <laughs> right? So, but um, today's going to be a little different. Um, so, what are we getting into, bro? Um, I think it. you got to be real. You know what I mean? Facts. Like, all right. Let me even, let me even preface again what Get Up is about. It's when, it's for a podcast for anybody or young adults, ideally, who is struggling in some area in your life, and you're looking for encouragement or something to help you get back up on your feet. And the reality is we all go through ups and downs, uh-huh. and there's so much other things out here that is trying to put negativity on us, so we want to be in a, a place where you can come to receive something positive. But with that, that also means... You know, that's what this is for us as well. Like, you're getting a, a glimpse into our friendship. Yeah. And we're constantly picking each other up. Like, that's what we need. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like people don't, people feel like they don't need that. Um, they don't need the accountability. Or they feel like they don't need somebody to constantly remind them, yo, mm. remember what God told you. or. But, you know, a lot of people have have been hurt in relationships. Uh, so they don't necessarily trust people with that. Like, um, for me, I'll put myself on the island sometimes. Uh-huh. And I'll go through things, and then I won't ever tell anybody. I'm just dealing with it. I'm just in the motions of life, and I'm taking each hit on the chin and just trying to keep it pushing. Yeah, And I think a lot of people would do that, especially men. We are constantly trying to just suck it up and just, you know, say we could keep it pushing or maybe you're the type of person where you're the ear for a lot of people and people come to you for comfort and come to you for advice and you don't feel like you're capable of being able to burden somebody else with that. So all of this to say is that I think especially eight, eight, it is on episode eight. You know what the number eight means, right? New beginnings. New beginnings. So I think it's, Let's go right back where we started the podcast. Facts, yeah. And a space of being vulnerable. You know, it's crazy. Because the first episode was in January. Was you being vulnerable about your past. In January. And now we're here in December. Was it really in January? Yeah, bro. Isn't that crazy? Yo. Hey, it's been a whole year. And we're still doing it. 
So maybe we haven't done two pods about. No, 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 we, we definitely haven't. Nah, we've nah, done. Nah. But we've done. We've been the most consistent we could with, with the time we were allotted. And with the lack of scheduling, you know, we'll yeah. be better next year. This was um us learning. Mm-hmm. A lot happened this year. Grace, Lots. you see the grace. All right. If you think about it, that is three quarters of the year. Yes. That we did. It's still a good. Pod we, a month. That we, is good. We actually broke something because. Like we said in the last pod, the average is like, like six. five or six pods, right? And then they stop. So we literally been pushing. You know, it's funny. So I, I looked this up on Spotify, and the, before the first time I looked this up, I was scrolling for a really long time, like a really long time before you found our podcast. But I typed their name in, and I scrolled down a little bit, and there our picture was. Hey. So, catch us in. Six, seven months. Hey, yo, listen. I'm going to be honest. By next year, uh-huh. by December next year, Prophesy. we're going to be having a different conversation. Prophesy. I receive it. This is going to be different. Come on. But Video coming soon. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, we're getting ready for that. We're working on next it. Next year, is we're going to have video content, like brand new video content. Yes. Um, On YouTube, we're putting our old stuff on YouTube because yes. there are people that don't have Spotify. So. Right. Um, Apple Music. I mean, well, Apple Podcasts. We'll we're all be on coming there for soon. y'all. We're coming for all of y'all. Amazon, all of y'all. Yo. We're on the way. Anybody who does listen to this, go follow us and go subscribe on YouTube. There's no videos yet. No. Nah. I'm just saying to do it in, at advance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Get Up Podcast dash. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we had to because <laughs> there's one other person with the Get Up podcast. Yeah, but they're you know it is what it is. Yeah, I don't know. They're not even posting. They're part of the statistic. But uh, but watch. So so when we first started, I got a little. I got into a little bit about my life, but we really got deep into yours. Yes. So I feel like it would only be right for me to get a little deeper into my story. Okay. And then we just go from wherever God wants to go. Yeah. Um, so uh, my name is Joe. Let me stop. Yeah. <laughs> hi, Joe. Okay. Right. Everybody has to say hi, right? right. So, <laughs> so um, like I said in the first pod, born and raised in a Christian household. And um, everybody kind of knows that that side because I went up to there. I, I started the story um, really not knowing God. For myself, um, so I just want to go in a little deeper of my spiritual journey. Um, from when I was young, yeah, like when I was a kid, moving up to where I'm at now. So, obviously, being part of a Christian household is tough because you just grow up and then you do things that you have to do because you have to do it, and they mm. say. They tell you, okay, you have to do this, and you have to go to church, and you yeah. have to do this. And but um, I grew up in a Pentecostal home, so my well, my parents got divorced when I was like when in kindergarten, first grade yeah. around there. And the really hard thing for me was um, I was being raised by my grandma, and I love my grandma. She's my pastor. I love her. Um, but the hard thing was is that she was from, she was she used to be part of the Church of God. Church of God, Church of God is a very, 
a very interesting council. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a nice way. A lot of uh, a lot of legalism. I I might as well just go crazy. Okay, so yes, there was a lot of legalism, a lot of um, a lot of man-made tradition, um, a lot of a lot of God told me that this is a sin when there's no real, you know what I'm saying? Context. There's no context. There's no scripture. There's nothing you can back it up. And it's just kind of just like whatever. And she grew up in that and she broke away from church of God, but she still had residue. Yeah. Like residual from the council. Yeah. Um, the doctrine that she, you know, she believed in, um, she just, that's where I grew up in. So it's like, we grew up in church and, um, you know, not learning, not re- like, obviously they mentioned, okay, we're the temple of the Holy spirit. But the building church was more important. Yeah. So that was kind of messing with me. Um, so like, oh, like I miss one day and, oh, I'm in sin. Or I miss one day out of the five or six days we had service in the week. I miss one day and it's like, oh, no, like I'm lukewarm. Or What was life like outside of church, though? Oh, bro. So let me tell you this. If you ever force your children... Now I do I do I do believe this. Let me just say this before I say what I gotta say. If your children live in your household, they're going to church. <laughs> right. Like, I don't care. Don't give them an option. Right. But this is the big issue. The issue is when you force them to go to church and you're expecting the church to raise your kids. Mm. When you're forcing your kids to go to church and you're expecting the the Sunday school teacher to indoctrinate your children. Right. So now, since you're letting an outside source doctrine your children, why not let every outside source doctrine your children? Mm. So this is why we have kids that go to Sunday school and they grow up in church, and they're probably the worst kids in, in their regular school. Right. And and that's the problem. Why? Because the Bible says that the parents' job is to raise up their kids, raise up your kids, raise up your children in the ways of the Lord, and when they grow old, they will never depart from it. Right. And that goes in everything because it says Not the instruct the son, the instruct, <laughs> instruct your son in in the way, and when they grow old, they'll never apart from it. Right. The way is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the way. Yeah. So if I'm instructing my child in Christ, right, from when they're before they even because the thing is they're like, oh no, you know, I'm not gonna force them, you know, till they're like six or seven, bro. By the time they're six or seven, it's too late. Mm. Because by the time they're eight, they already know what's between the right, the the difference between good and bad. With you saying that, not to cut you off. Yeah, you're good. But there's this couple uh, at my church, mm-hmm. and they have a, they just had a baby recently, mm-hmm. and she's probably like six or seven months old at mm-hmm. this point. And I just saw her this Sunday, and they bring the baby to church every single Sunday. Yeah. And she was lifting her hands in worship. <laughs> she was just raising her hands. And the thing is, and here's the thing, right? That's beautiful and all. But I've seen stories with little kids. I've lived it. Little kids that they're babies and they're raising their hands in church or little toddlers and they see their parents in church and they raise their hands. That's fine. But the thing is, parents think that, okay, so they're good. Mm. Just going to church and being in a worship service and being engaged in a worship service, they're fine. And it's so much more than that because it's not just about having a good experience at a church. Because what happens is those are the same kids that grow up jumping from church to church looking for an experience. Mm. 
instead of being planted somewhere and running after the God who created them. And that's where I was because right. I wasn't jumping church to church, but I was I was having a lot of conversations with other people about church, and because mm. I had like this hunger to like know what the heck you know what I'm saying like I didn't know what to, I didn't even know what to expect for right. anything. So um, it was tough because I I started getting to the point that I was really heavy in sin, like really heavy in sexual sin, really heavy into like I was drinking a lot, I was smoking a lot, like I was doing all the wrong things and still going to church mm. and still in the worship team mm. and still like, bro, I was like, I wasn't like looking, like making out with like a bunch of girls at big in the worship team. Like right. I know what that life is like because I lived it. Right. Like I know what it's like to, you know, to like feel something like feel the Holy spirit and then still go home and sin. Right. Like I know what that's like. I know what it's like to have a girlfriend so I have a girlfriend who's a, who's a non-believer, and after I speak in tongues in church for a little bit, I'm going back home to her, and tongue her down. Yeah, like I know I know what that's like, and I know it's hard for some people to 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 listen to that, or it's hard it's hard to confront people on that because right. you know we're always trying to justify ourselves. Why? But the reason why we try to justify ourselves is because yo, but I I grew up in church. You try to justify yourself. We're going to go there later. But I'm going to just say it. None of you, none of us are righteous. No. Bruh. No. None of us. Washed by the blood. Yes. And not washed by the blood. Yes. You still broke, busted, and disgusted. On your own. On your own. On your own. On your own. And we'll get there. And that's and that's kind of where I was, man. Like, I'm, I was trying to figure out this this church thing. But that was the issue. I was figuring out a church thing, not a God thing. Yeah. Because the church is the body of Christ. Yeah. And I am part of his body. Yeah. My body is part of his body. Yeah. Paul says, if a man defiles his own body, he's defiling the body of Christ. Mm. Because my body is one with Christ. Yeah. It's not just people just think, oh, it's just my spirit. And like, no, bro. It's your mind, and your, your body, body, and your spirit. Yep. It's all three. Mm-hmm. I have to entirely be one with him. Yeah. So that was my that was my big thing, bro. Like I didn't, I didn't know that because I wasn't taught that. Yeah. I wasn't. I was. They would throw it out. Que somos uno, somos solo cuerpo, right? We're one body, and Christ is the head, right? They throw these terms around, and it's just Christianese. Right. It's just like yeah, we say it because you know this is just the lingo. And yeah, like, you know, we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. Okay, cool. Now, I'm not saying don't congregate because that is also in the Bible. You need to congregate. It's necessary. Like the Bible says that it's necessary to congregate. Don't be like those who don't come all the time. Go, go to church regularly. Like, that's fine. But now when you think that going to church makes you more holy or the more services I go to, the more sanctified I become, the more services I go to, the more closer I am to God. That's nothing. That is nothing to do with what the gospel is. Yeah. The more hours I log in looking for him gets me closer. Right. And there's nothing that can make me holier. Right. Because it's not my holiness. Nope. It's his holiness. Yep. It's not my righteousness. It's his righteousness. Yep. So the closer I get to him, 
the more of his righteousness is reflected in my life. Yeah. Because I'm supposed to be just be a mirror of him. Yeah. So what happens is when I think that the more church I go to, the more service I go to, the more preachings I listen to makes me a better Christian. Yeah. Then I'm really not living the gospel. I'm just living the law under a mask. Because it becomes about works. Yikes. It becomes about it becomes about how many sacrifices that I kill. How many bulls did I put on the altar? Right. How many grain offerings that I offer to the Lord? We can go to the book of Leviticus right now. How many offerings that I offer to the Lord? How many doves did I kill? Right. How many lambs did I kill? Right. How many bulls did I kill? Mm-hmm. How many how many wheats? How, how many much, grains how of wheat? And how many flour did I bring? How much how how much how much sacrifices have I made in the year right. to make up for the sin? Oh, I forgot. Jesus didn't Jesus pay for everything? Right. The the sins of the past, present, and future. Yeah. Didn't wasn't it one sacrifice for all of eternity? Yeah. That he is literally crucified over and over and over and over and over again till the time he goes back. Mm. To the fact that that the blood is still running warm. Even two thousand years later, his blood is still running warm. Yeah. That's that's the gospel. And that we're in power, we're don't let me get to the Holy Spirit part because that's yeah. that's where a lot of us be getting lost. Let's slow down because you start talking about obviously <laughs> you kind of went from the confusion mm. to where you're you have clarity now, yeah. But what did you not knowing any of this, yeah, do to your life? All right, what did that do to you? It caused me to be a mediocre Christian. Mm. And there's a lot of churchgoers that are mediocre Christians. Oh, Joe, what what do you what do you mean by mediocre Christian? A mediocre Christian is somebody who says they love Jesus but doesn't really fear him. Mm. A mediocre Christian is somebody who says that oh yeah, you know, I, I go to church and and I listen to Christian music and I don't do drugs. Um and, you know, I'll tell somebody Jesus loves them. But then when I tell them that they have to love their enemy, they're like, wait, hold on, I can't do that. A mediocre Christian is the type of person that says that God is the God that can't be mocked and is the first one that's gossiping behind your back. Mm. That's a mediocre Christian. And that was the type of life that I was living and the people that I was surrounded with. So... All this can make me think of is that you probably were dealing with some type of like, I don't know, me not even being a Christian mm-hmm. for most of my life was dealing with identity crisis and like imposter syndrome yeah. and feeling like yeah. I'm not enough or, you know, just not really knowing who I am. Well, let me be honest, bro. There's Christians that feel like that, too. Well, I would think. If but the thing is, is the mediocre Christianity. Right. Because you're saying you're this, but you're also living in a completely different because, way now let me tell you the reason why there's an identity crisis let me tell you why there's all these things that a quote-unquote christian can go through the reason why it's so tough is because if i'm living a mediocre christian life i'm not experiencing and living christ to the fullest right i find who i am in him if i'm just walking next to him and not in him there's a difference you know what i hear Okay, so sin 
in the most simplest term, I'm going to just break it so simple, is just disobedience to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't listen to what he said. Mm-hmm. All right. So the mediocre Christian is trying to figure it out on their own. Mm. So me figuring it out on my own is actually me not listening to God. Right. And now, now I like to test that part because now to give you guys like kind of like the middle part, right, of like between confusion and where I'm at now. The middle was I was trying so many different types of things to get closer to God. Mm. So I felt like, okay, surrounding my people, surrounding myself with people who are just a little hardcore Pentecostal. Yeah. That quote unquote had the move of God all the time. Yeah. That was going to get me close to God. Mm. Okay. That didn't work. (laughs) What that made me was that made me just be after, after emotions instead of after him. Then I thought. I thought, what if I just go hardcore straight worship mm. and not focus on anything else and just worship all the time? That didn't work either. Because mm. people think that, okay, yes, does worship have power? Yes. But you still got to pray. You still got to study your word. Morning, you got to. So the thing is, worship is fire. But worship without the word of God, without the revelation of Christ is, yeah. without the revelation of the Holy Spirit, without being guided by the Holy Spirit, without yeah. a relationship with him. You're just making noise, yo. Mm. So that's where I was for years. And then I was at that point where I thought that music was my calling and that my calling on the earth was just to be a musician and to be a great musician. And then I I hit this wall where where I left left the church and went to another church and thought that that was going to be my home. And I thought that was going to be my place. That's where I was going to grow. That's where I was going to be planted. And then doctrine was way left. <laughs> so now instead of me just being, okay, whatever. No, I actually got curious. And I said, wait a minute. Let me. Because the thing is, the doctrine was very similar to the doctrine my grandma was teaching. Yeah. But there was a lot of things that were kind of just like, eh. So I'm like, wait a minute. Let me. So now a new hunger for me to get in the word was sparked mm. and the word of God is what changed me mm. and what continues to change me is the what the word is and who? the word is Christ mm. so the thing is it's like like I'm gonna be honest with you I don't listen to as much worship music right I don't even listen to music like that right anymore right like I'll listen to a pad and then maybe like you know the songs I'm gonna do on the weekend yeah or you know maybe I'll listen to a song here and there yeah um, but there's times like when I'm driving, I have no music on. Yeah, just drive. And I'm just meditating on the word. Yes. Because that's what brings me life. And then a song was birthed in me. Yes. From what the word said. Come on. All right. And that's where I'm at now. Hmm. It's like letting the word transform. Yes. I think. All right. So. What has really been ministering to me over the past two weeks, it's a humbling happening. Because, again, a lot of awesome things happened this year. You know? Yeah. I feel like God really was speaking to us in a whole bunch of different ways. Um, 
has created different opportunities and I kind of see him preparing even the both of us for something next to come. Yeah. And I was in a space where I feel like I was lacking the intimacy with God because I got back to, oh, I know what to do. Uh-huh. Like, I was trying to do things on my own. Yeah. But now all of a sudden I start getting feelings of, oh, wanting to smoke again uh-huh. or, you know, feeling like, oh, I want to go buy a vape or even the draw to go watch pornography or go, go masturbate or do any of these things. And I realized it. Like, there's nothing in this life that I can do without Christ. Uh I am completely incapable, unable to succeed in this life without Christ. I will never be who I'm truly supposed to be if I don't do it with him. Yeah. If I'm not hidden in him. Uh, Like, Christ... Accepting Christ, he resurrected our spirit. But the Holy Spirit is constantly taking us through this process of sanctification, Uh redeeming our soul every single day. Uh So it's like there's such an importance of sitting there and laying your life down before the Holy Spirit every single morning and asking him to fill you, to give you the strength to carry through. Me creating that and having that intimate moment and just spending time with God has become even more important than, yes, having these awesome worship moments. Yes, on Sunday, Mm. I will worship for three, four hours on a Sunday. But that doesn't compare to even the 20 minutes that I get to spend with the Holy Spirit in the morning and be filled for the whole entire day. Right. Because I know that God is not only watching over me, but he's living with me. Uh Like, never get to a place where you think that you can actually fulfill this. Wow. You're never going to be able to fulfill this. Christ died for you. You accepted the reality that he was raised from the dead. And boom, there's a there's a something that powerful. There was an exchange that happened in that moment. Death for life. But the only thing that keeps you living and walking in that life is him. Hmm. So he you got you covered from the inside out. Yes. But you know what happens? Yeah. He gets you covered from the inside out, but what religion tries to do is try to change you from the outside in. Right. And when you get changed from the outside in, you're taking Jesus out of the room. Right. So now there's no room for the word. Oh, look, example. The Jews come and they said, hey, now that you guys have accepted Christ and you're a part of this family, you need to be circumcised. <laughs> <laughs> and they're oh like, uh, I really need to cut my... Like, yeah, uh-huh. I got to cut, yep. cut my piece. Yeah, you got to do it. Yeah, bro. I did it. I did it when I was eight. Uh-huh. I did it when I was 13. So now that you're part of this family, you got to do it, too. But the thing is, it was never the Jews' family. Right. <laughs> that, that's right, the, right, right. It was like, never it their was family. Never them. It right, was never right, them. right. Oh, my goodness. Now you got to do it. <laughs> so now Paul has to come and be like, if you are sitting here and you're following by the law, and by their this religion, this system, yeah. then you are taking on the weight of that uh-huh. versus picking up the light burden that Christ is trying to give you. Right. So when we still, when we go back to, it's what, what, what can I do? God, you've done so much for me. What can I do? Uh-huh. You know what? Because, you know, I, honestly, I don't believe people end up in that position uh, with malicious intent. 
or trying to be in sin or not caring about their relationship with God. But we have this desire and need, especially when we're capable. When God has made you into a very capable person who can do a lot of things, you feel like, oh, I have to contribute in some sort of way. Sorry, baby. <laughs> Sorry, son. Sorry, daughter. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing. <laughs> There's nothing. There's nothing you can do. Bro, watch. So, Titus, this is a, a letter from Paul to Titus, right? Titus 3, verse 4 to 7. It says, But when the kindness and the love of God, uh, our Savior, towards man appeared, but not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of the regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly hmm. through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that having been justified by his grace. Hmm. We talked about how, why are you justifying? No, you're only justified by his grace. Right. We should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Right. I can't do it without his grace. I Period. can't do it without his mercy. Period. I can't do it without his, his goodness. Period. I can't do it without his kindness. Period. I can't do it without his presence. Can't do it. I can't do it without his spirit. Can't do it. I can't do it without him. Mm. This is why Jesus says, without God. Yeah. Well, he says in Mark, he says, with God, all things are possible. Yes. So all right, what's the opposite? Without God, everything is impossible. Right. <laughs> everything. Everything. Bruh. Like Cat Williams. Everything. Ever <laughs> Everything. It made me think. So, like, again, Jesus is saying, you will cast out demons in my name. Ooh. You will do healing, signs, miracle, and wonder in my name. <laughs> and I'll still say, I don't know you. Because you are sitting here thinking it's what you did. I did it. Jesus, look what I did. The captives were set free. Oh my. Hey, hey. Oh my goodness. But you thought that's what redeemed you? When did you forget? When did you become so righteous? Oh. So good, so holy. Come on. That you were enough to walk before God by yourself. That you you were so clean that you could come before the Father by yourself. My God. When did you forget that the wages of sin was death? Oh. <laughs> when did you forget? Because oh when the only reason that you you got set free from that is because Jesus paid the bail. Hmm. He paid the price. If <laughs> when you if if I if I re, if I reject that. Wow. I'm going to prison. That's good. Like, your punishment, the price, the price that was not what was paid. Wow. Oh. It's only good <laughs> when you realize you couldn't do it yourself. Oh, my God. That's good, bro. Oh, man, I had this image the other day, and it's like, I realized that I was broken and 
crisis put me together, but I didn't stop breaking. So even while in my relationship with him, you know, if something was cracking, it will still keep cracking. Like, even if it's just sitting there, if a vase falls over and it gets a crack in it, and you set it back up right, over time, the crack will continue to go down. And at some point in time, the vase could just break. And I realized that I'm like like a cracked vase or a cracked piece of glass that I'm broken. I, I was shattered. And Christ is literally just holding me together. Yes. And even while he's holding me together... I myself am still breaking. Wow. But the more I break, the more of him gets to shine through. Mm. But the thing is, when I reject him and when I think I could do it on my own, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to completely fall apart. All right. So now this is what's important. This is why David said, woe to me if I fall in the hands of man. Right. Instead of falling in the hands of a living God. Mm. We have to look at it from this perspective. He says that men are are bad, are wicked. Right. God is good. God is the potter. Yeah. If I crack in his hands, it's because he wanted me to crack. Right. Because that means the spot that I cracked in is because he's trying to change me. Right. But when I'm not in his hands, all right. The book of Colossians says what? That all things are held together yes. by him. Yes. So when I'm outside of him, yes. everything falls apart. Period. I'd rather have a crack in his presence than fall apart out of it. Come on. Simply, all right. I'm sorry to burst your bubble. None of us are good. Nope. Not at one Bit. I don't care what nobody say. We're wicked. We're all wicked. Yeah, bro. He <laughs> says I was shaping in iniquity. Bro, <laughs> yo, like, bro, bro, what? We literally, bro. Even if you were a good person all your life, you still got that sin from Adam. Good by what standard? <laughs> you cooking right now, bro? Like, <sighs> by what standard? Wow. Without God, I'm sorry, you're not good. Period. I don't care what you did. Wow. Mm. You think you're a good person because you feed the homeless. <laughs> but you still lie to your mom. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're so righteous. You're so good. You're wicked. All right. Remember when, all right, watch. Remember when Jesus is, he's he's telling them how not to pray. Yeah. He says, don't pray like the Pharisee that, that stands in the street and says, oh, I'm righteous. Mm. You know, I do this. Right. And at least I'm not like that tax collector, that sinner over there. Right. You know, God, I'll be here all day. I'll be in church all day. Right. And the religious people love to quote that scripture, but not knowing that they're the, the Pharisee. freaking ver- the Pharisee. <laughs> but Jesus said, how about you just pray like the sinner, the tax collector, right. that just beats his chest and looks up to heaven and says, I'm not worthy. Period. To the day I die. Bro, the person who confesses. To the day I die. The person who confesses that they are not worthy. That's the one that Jesus is saying you're worthy. 
Because when I say I'm not worthy, it's because I'm confessing that I'm a sinner. And you can't be saved. You can't be forgiven for something you don't confess. So if you're putting this mask on saying that you're righteous, when in reality you're a sinner, he's going to take the mask off when it's too late. So mm -hmm. I'd rather just beat my chest, meaning I'm going to break the wall that's in front of my heart. Yeah. I'm going to break pride off my heart. And I'm going to say, you know what? I'm not worthy. I am a sinner. I am struggling with this. I am struggling with that. I'm going to confess to you. Right. I am not worthy. Right. And that's the one that Jesus, because he's contrite, contrite in the heart. Yes. That's what break. That's, oh, Lord. That's what beating your chest means. Right. You're con Cont you're contrite in your, your heart. heart. It's a yeah. contrite of the heart. Yes. It's a broken a desperation. of the heart. He says the ones who are poor in the spirit. Yes. Those who are broken in the spirit. Yes. He's going to them. Right. The seed has to die. All right. Okay. All right. The seed has to die. Yes. Where do you put the seed? In the ground. And who's the ground? Come on. Come on. We think that this thing is supposed to just it's supposed to just bubble up and <laughs> and like rainbows are supposed to <laughs> out of the ground. Oh. No. He's planting the seed, which is his word, yes. in you. Yes. And it's supposed to make things in you die. Yes. And that's how you reap fruit of the spirit. Come on, I'm sorry, y'all. I ran off. You can't have fruit if the seed don't die. Right. But you know what also has to happen? The ground needs to be moist. Right. Meaning you need water. <laughs> but some of y'all are some just dry, rocky people. Mm. You're so religious. You think you understand everything. And there's some of y'all that are, how, are are like like Jesus said in the parable, that, you, that the farmer... The sower throws the seed and it falls into thorns and it grows and the thorns choke the, the plant. There's some of you guys that are going through stuff that you think that you think that you're real spiritual. Oh, well, I speak I in tongues. Already. I speak in tongues and I prophesy. I read that verse. Cool. But you still hate your neighbor. Right. You're still you're still you're still using your wife like an object. Mm. You're not a husband. You're a pimp. Ooh. Like, be a husband, bro. Support your wife. Help your wife. Love your wife. Not just use her for your pleasure and then tell her to go clean the dishes. Don't do that. But some of y'all that are too busy speaking in tongues and yelling on the pulpit, but when you get home, your, your kids don't even want to go to church no more. Right. Your tongues are like clanging cymbals. Bro. That's why, that's why Paul told Timothy, make sure you get your house in order first. Before you start trying to tell people how, how to live this walk. Right. So what happens is, and I know I'm, I'm going extreme towards ministers, but even towards regular people that the regular people that are just trying to do everyday life with Christ. Like, yo, bro, I understand. I understand you like going to soaking sessions and resting place. I love resting place. Right. But there's a lot of people that they, they think that that's, that's going to make them holy. Right. That's getting them closer to God. And that's it. No, bro. Places like resting place are necessary in the body of Christ because it's a place where I I knowledge I knowingly know that I need to rest in the place where 
where God is literally saturating an atmosphere. Yes. That's that type of place. Yes. I need to go to church because those where my brother and sisters are too, yes. that we can pray for each other. Yes. We can confess to one another yes. and we can be forgiven and yes. we can forgive each other and we can go and show the world this Jesus says they will know you by your fruit. Not how many times you go to church. Mm. So that's why when COVID shut down churches, that's where the real Christians came out. Right. But now, you know what happened? There was people that were backsliding because church closed down. You were never a Christian, bro. Mm. If you think that you grew up in church and you backslid and you tell me you knew God, I'm sorry, Papa. You didn't know God. There's it's impossible. It's impossible. To have a true encounter with the Holy Spirit and with Christ and to backslide. It's impossible. Everybody said, yeah, but David knew him. And I said, no, no, no. David didn't have a revelation of who Christ was. David had an experience in the presence of God, but was a covered, concealed covenant. Yes. We have the full picture. Yes. We are literally able to see him. Yes. All right, let me get you right here. Y'all love y'all love to say the righteous man falls seven times and gets back up. But because you're sitting here thinking that the righteousness is yours. The righteous man falls seven times and gets back up. But you only have righteousness being hidden in Christ. So you backsliding <laughs> you didn't have Christ. You were never in him. If you were in him, you, when you fell, you would get right back up. Exactly, because you would have shook off. You would have under you would have shook it off and you would have understood there was not it's not even about my works. It's about the work he did. Exactly. And the Bible says that the work that he started, he's faithful to complete it. He's the one doing the work. Now, I'm just expressing him through my life. Yes. And I'm doing his command. I'm, yes. Are there some, some works that are included in this? Yes, but I'm not doing it to be saved. Right, because my righteousness is like dirty rags before the Lord. Oh. My righteousness is like dirty rags before the Lord. But Christ, by his blood, makes me white as snow. So my, the real righteousness that, I, that I'm living in is only Christ. Okay. The righteousness is Christ. He lifts me up. When I fall, he lifts me up. Because when I died, he raised me from the dead. He sanctifies me every single day. He makes me holy. Because I'm in him. Bro, I'm going to say it again. You can't do it. I'm gonna, let me take the weight off of you right now. And, you know, people will like, will like to tell you otherwise. But I'm just going to tell you the truth. You're incapable. <laughs> we, have, we, we have guys like Joel Osteen writing books of how you can live a better life. <laughs> like, nigga, shut up. The mo- <laughs> like, all the motivational speakers want to tell you, you can do it. Yes. I love T.D. Jakes, man. But, hey, if I'm not in the sun and I'm not expressing the life of the sun, I don't care what it is. I could be a millionaire for all I care. You didn't see what Daddy Yankee did, bro? Yeah, he gave his life to Christ. Bro, Daddy Yankee said at the end of his concert, he said, he said, I got all this money, all this all this success, all this stuff, and it doesn't mean anything because I, I did it all without the without the real person that I needed. Thank you for translating that because I watched the video. 
Bro, he was saying, caption. like, yo, he's like, you know what it is to have money, cars, fame, all this stuff, and still feel empty? Right. But we're talking about Daddy Yankee, bro. Yeah. We're not talking about some up-and-coming rapper from the hood. No. Right. It's Daddy Yankee, bro. One right. of the top reggaetoneros, bro, of all time. Right. And this guy said, you know what? I'm not Daddy Yankee anymore. Okay? I'm done being Daddy Yankee. Wow. I'm going to live. And he's like, and I'm not going to. He even quoted scripture. He even said, he said, if I confess in public that he is my Lord, he will confess to, to his father that I'm his. Wow. And at, when people were leaving the concert, he had lights in the sky that said, Cristo viene, which means Jesus is coming. Yeah. And it said, Cristo te ama, which is Jesus loves you. Wow. Because he was like, if I lived all this, all this time. I'm going to let the whole world know that Christ lives in me and, and I'm going to re- spend the rest of my life living for him. Yeah. But the thing is, is that it's, and I know some people might think that, Ooh. oh no, he's just doing it for clout. Bro, I don't, I don't really care. Cause if you, you can't confess that Jesus is Lord without the Holy Spirit. Period. That, that's scripture. I don't care what nobody says. And that's to come for all the heresy hunters, to come for all the Pharisees, to come for all the, cause y'all be sitting here and I'm, I'm going to just say it, Cause I think this is what happened to Kanye. <laughs> Y'all bullied Kanye so much that he left. <laughs> Y'all bullied him so much that he's like, he's like, this was a love each other, bro. They freaking hate me. Same thing happened to Almighty, yo. Almighty, bro. This is rapper. Another, um, he's also like another Puerto Rican rapper. Yeah. Almighty is pretty well known. He sang with Bad Bunny and stuff like that. Yeah. He converted. And the whole body of Christ went against that nigga, bro. Right. Same thing. Okay. That, that lady. Because, oh, because what? Because he has tattoos and he was still smoking weed. Right. That lady, Cat, um, who. Um, Doja Cat. No, no. Not, not, not Doja, Doja Cat. Cat. Doja Cat. Lord, please. Doja Lord. Cat. Lord. Go get her. Oh, dang. You're going. Holy sp- no, yo. <laughs> yo. Hey, wherever you're at, intercede for Doja Cat yo, right facts. now. Doja Cat. Come Lord, home. Please. That's it, God. Father God, just, God, just bring her draw home. her near to yes, you, Lord. Because there's what? not a soul that's too too far gone. Lord. No. If she's still they, alive. Do it to Lil Uzi. Do it to all, all of them. them. All of them. Travis Scott. Yes. Drake. Everybody. Drake. Every single one. God, we need the Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need the Avengers in Christian music, God, please. <laughs> we had Kanye for like two good albums, and then he went back. God, please. Bring him back. <laughs> Bring him home, God. Oh, Lord. Amen. He could do it. He could do it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about the lady. Um, She she was a tattoo artist. And she she's like, she, like no, no, cat something. It was like all over for a while. She was like all, she's kind of like goth yeah, looking. Yeah, so people were really getting on her. Uh-huh. But, bro, she just did a public baptism and gave her life to Christ. Why are... Why are we like that? Why are we doing that? Instead of us just being like, hey, listen, I know you came in this way, but now this is discipleship now. Yes. But people think that, well, yo, when I receive Jesus, it's like the Mount of Transfiguration that like all my sin is supposed to explode off my body. They, they don't and I was under- supposed to turn into an angel. You don't understand that Christ redeemed your spirit. Okay. Oh, you're going to go there? Yes. Okay. He raised your spirit back to life. There is a resurrection in your spirit. So the the... The sacrifice of Christ was to do what? Resurrect your what? Your spirit. Okay, so what is sanctification? Sanctification is the resurrection of your soul. Hey. 
And guess what happens? Who does that and carries out the work? Holy Spirit. The gift, the one that comes to teach us. Yes. Our paraclete. Our helper. The comforter. Why he got a comfort for? You know, that's why I'll be, I be, I be getting on him. Yeah. Because cause how are you? All right. So the reason why I, I bring all this up, because this is still tied to where I came from. Yeah. Because where we come from, especially the Pentecostals, there's a lot of bashing on people because they're sin. Yeah. And bashing on people and bashing on people and bashing. On, and I'm not saying don't correct. Don't correct. No. But correction and bashing people is two different things. Right. Because if, if you're really correcting me through the Holy Spirit, I'm going to receive conviction. Right. So now, the Holy Spirit comforts us for what? All right. I was talking about this last night. We cannot take away the reality that, all right, I can speak from my, uh, on my own behalf. Because I was addicted to marijuana. I was addicted to, to nicotine. I was addicted to pornography. And all of these things were comforts for me for a long time. For such a long time. And when I gave my life to Christ, I thought I just had to leave those things. And I would have nothing. But God is not a God that just takes away. He replaces. And a lot of us think that, this is why there's a lot of people who are like, I'm not ready to give my life to God. Because they sit here and think that I'm going to give up everything and I'm not going to have anything in return. I'm just going to be out here struggling (laughs) and I'm going to be missing out. But God is not one to just take away. He's going to replace it with something better. So the comforts that I was using in the world to just keep me sane, because that's what it was doing. It kept me going. When when I thought I wanted to commit suicide, guess what? I just smoked the joint (laughs) and I forgot for a few hours. (laughs) But now when I'm struggling, now when I'm in distress, now when I don't know what to do, I can just call on the Holy Spirit and he's my comforter. Another thing is there's a a process that happens. The thing that was my comfort for 10 years, I'm going to suffer through a process of letting go of that. I'm going to suffer through a process of grieving that. And what do I need? Comfort. What does the Holy Spirit give us? Long-suffering. In other translation, he gives us patience. So watch. I taught about this, right, to the young adults. Is why... Why does he have a rod and a staff? Mm. So it says your rod and staff comfort me. Yeah. So a staff is for leading. Right. The rod is for correction. There is comfort in his correction. Yeah. And there is comfort knowing that he's guiding me. Right. I don't know where I'm going. But as long as I see his staff, I'm comfortable with him. What does it say? The Holy Spirit leads us in all truth. And another chance says that he leads us to all truth. And who is the truth? It's Christ. He's leading us in the, the steps of Christ. He's leading us to be to the to get to the stature of Christ. He is the Bible says that the glory of God is like a mirror. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit is working for our image to be according to the image of Christ. Right. Wow. That's why that's what's comfortable because the fact that I don't have to look like Christ by myself right. is so calming and comforting. It's it's accepting and knowing that you will never look like Christ by yourself. 
Bro, you understand? Watch. You understand that was what the, that was the purpose of the law. Yeah. The purpose of the law was for God God telling you, you will never look like my son by yourself. Yes. Because in order for you to look like him, you need to follow all these things. Right. Good and luck. you will never, <laughs> never luck. do it. So now comes You're Christ incapable. himself. Dies on a cross. Resurrects and said, okay, now you have access to God, the Father, through me. Yes. And now... Since there's gonna be some of y'all who, who who try to make it about okay, so instead of my works trying to get close to God, my works can just be looking like Jesus now. Right. And he's like, oh right, no. So now it's better that I go. So I can, I've already asked my father to send another advocate. Yeah. You know what? What's what does advocate mean? Don't put me like that. I just, <laughs> I just went, so he went ab- blank. So advocate. <laughs> Is somebody who can like stand in your behalf. Exactly. Yes. So now, Pentecostals only preach the fact that Jesus is is our lawyer in heaven, but we also have, we have two lawyers. Right. We have one in heaven at the right hand, and we have one down here. Right with us. That is interceding. Living. Bro, he is literally the, bro, is the spirit of the living God that resurrected Christ from the dead, bro. living inside of you. Here, Christ is our intercessor. Can you you have to imagine this? The Holy Spirit is inside of you, mm. intercessing, sp- lifting with, up to heaven. Groanings. Lifting the intercession. To heaven. And Christ is in heaven, interceding to earth for you. But do you know what the Bible says? That if two are in one accord. Oh. My God. Now the Bible also Bruh. says if two or three are in accord, right? That's why the church and the that's why the Holy Spirit and the church yes say come yes come Lord Jesus come yes the three come into an accord yes wow the thing is God the Father God the Son God the Holy Spirit they are all in one accord yes. that's why He said so now this goes back to this goes back to about letting the Spirit flow through us Jesus in John fifteen says. The glory that you gave me, I'll give it to them. God the Father doesn't share his glory with nobody, but Jesus sure did. And if you want to come at me, come at me. But Paul says it too. Paul says that Christ shared his glory with us because we are co-heirs with Christ. Yes. So now, but why does Jesus give us his glory? For us to be singing in church for three hours? No. He says, I'm giving them the glory that you gave me so they can be one as you and I are one. Right. But here's the problem. So can I can I can I question if you really have glory? Can I question if you really have the glory of God moving in your church based on how the members of your church act with each other? Can I question if you're even saved based on how you act with one another? Yes. Can I question reaction videos against pastors? Can I question the guy who's doing the reaction video if he's even doing it from a pure heart? Yeah. Because if you're going to, like I said, correction is one thing. Bashing is another. Yes. Saying that this guy's a false prophet when you never met him is pretty crazy. How can you say that you love the Lord? When you don't love the one you see. How? That's impossible. It is. 
And then Jesus asked him, do you love me? You know and he said, yes. You know what's funny? It's really funny because we think, all right, I need you to get this again. Get the image. You're judging the speck in his eye when there's a log in your own. I want you to understand, if there was a log in your eye, do you think your face will ever be the same? You think you're, you're sitting here thinking, you're sitting here thinking that you could take it out, and well, now I'm I am made whole in Christ, bro. You got resurrected. <laughs> Christ still has the holes in his hands. <laughs> he went to heaven. He still has the holes in his hands. The damage that is on you is still there. You're just now a new creation. You're sitting here trying to judge this person, but the log is still in your eye. You're Bro. redeemed, but the log is still in your eye. So that's why when you go to Jesus and you be like, oh, I did all these things, he's still trying to see whose face is it. Right. You still got this big log, log in the way. He's like, <laughs> who am I talking to? Right. <laughs> like, I don't know who you are because you got this freaking log in your face. Like... Who am I to judge? I will never, I will never be more than my brother. That is with Christ or without Christ. I'm never more than any of them because in the end of the day, I was shaped in iniquity. The wages of my life is death. That, that is the, what the price that I should pay. But because of what Christ has done for me, I receive life, period. And that is me every single day. I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. I'm incapable. I lay my life down before him. What can I do? By my strength. But in he who strengthens. Bro. I can do all things. Come on. Through he who loves me. Yes. And the joy of the Lord is my strength. Yes. What? Remember, we talked about what is sin. is disobedience. Yes. Worship is obedience and sacrifice. Yes. When I obey him, mm-hmm. it brings him joy. Yes. And his joy gives me strength. Mm-hmm. And the strength that he's giving me is to keep doing what makes him happy. Yes. But the reason why there's a lot of Christians that they just feel like they're getting burnt out is because, hey, listen, you need to question, am I really obeying him? Because if I'm obeying him, I'm bringing him joy. Now, and I'm not talking about because, you know, everybody's like, yeah, but, you know, Jesus died on the cross. and No, there's one thing being miserable and there's one thing suffering in obedience mm. because Jesus saw the joy set before him while he endured the cross. Yes. Yes, did he say, my father, my father, why have you forsaken me? You know why he, you know why, listen, I understand there's people that say, oh, yeah, you know, but you see, like, no, no. You know why God, you know why Jesus experienced his God, uh, his father leaving him? It's so that we wouldn't have to experience that. It's part of, it's part of the whole thing, the whole sacrifice that he did was to make us whole. It was to make us holy. 
we are whole in Christ. Mm. And we're also holy in Christ. Mm-hmm. Remember mm-hmm. that? You did something like that. Is yeah. that you would never, you would never be, you would never fulfill. You would never be fulfilled until, until you're, you're fully, fully filled. filled. But when did, what does this have to do with your works? Right. Yes. Do I need to draw near to God? Yes. yes. Do you need to stop sinning? Yes. yes. Do you need to love? Yes. These are actions. Yes. Are there works involved? Yes. But, but you're how? not saved by works. And the works that you're doing are through him. Yes. You cannot be righteous on your own. But like that is them taking up the heavy burden. So you know what happens is, is that Jesus says, my burden is easy. My burden is light. Yes. What happens is we give him our burden on Sunday morning. And when they say amen and we're dismissed, we pick it back up. Right. See you again next next week, Jesus. <laughs> I'll bring my burden next week. Right. <laughs> you be walking into church dead, yes. tired. Dead, tired. And then, yeah, like. I they, can't they, do it. They play. <laughs> I can't they, do it no more. They play your song and yes, Lord. and then you're like letting go and yes. shake up the ground of all my tradition. Break, break down the chain. walls or oh, break the break every chain. Yes, Lord. Break every chain. Except that one in the corner. <laughs> and then what happens is no, he breaks like, them off and then you're like, oh, thanks God that you piece it back together. You get, you, you get you got. Oh, I needed a little break, and then you go and you shackle it back on. <laughs> All right. See, see you All next right. week. See you next week, Jesus. And let your sinful desires drag you. Yeah. Woo. That's what that's what Paul says. He says Bruh. that we are we are dragged by our sinful desire. Bruh. But the reason why is because we're treating we're treating Jesus like a bodega. <laughs> you know you know what people go to bodegas for, bro? What you know? What people <laughs> <laughs> they go to the bodega. People don't go to bodegas to do a full a full grocery shopping. Right. They just go to the bodega when they need something real quick. Right. They treat church like a bodega. They treat the Holy Spirit like a drug dealer <laughs> on the outside of the bodega. Yo. Come on, bro. And the Father God, like the cat that be in there. Yeah, they think Father God is like the you know just a little pet. You just pet the cat. Hey, hey God, how you doing? <laughs> you know, thanks for, for thanks for dying on the cross. Right. <laughs> I love you. I'm gonna go sin now, and I'll ask for forgiveness next week. Okay. Like what the hell Bruh. are we doing? <laughs> or like or like yo yo. All right, so I was at a church service. I'm not gonna say where, and I'm not gonna say when. <laughs> but the pastor said. In a meeting, he said, um, I needed this song. I needed you guys to sing this song because I couldn't flow in the altar call because you guys didn't sing that song. Altar call was supposed to be explosive and people were supposed to get delivered, but you guys didn't sing the song that I needed in the moment to flow. What the hell are you talking about, son? <laughs> I don't care how anybody takes that crap. If you need a song to flow, if you need a song to flow in the spirit, if you need a if you need a song to be playing in the background for you to do a freaking altar call, you are a witch. 
Yo. <laughs> you're weak. You're weak. You're weak. You're weak. You're weak. You are a weak minister. I'm sorry. You know what that you know what that's like? That's like me. That's like me going to the gym on my own strength, just eating good protein. Not not anything. I'm talking about real protein, like from a steak. Yeah. And going to the gym and working out every day. And then the guy next to me saying, yo, I can't lift this weight because I didn't freaking inject myself with a steroid. <laughs> like, yo, let's be real, bro. Like, what the heck are we talking about, bro? We're we talking about, I understand that the Holy Spirit can move in a song. But when you're telling me that you are somebody who prays every day. And right. now this is the difference between works and really being led by the Spirit. If you're depending on a on a on a where's your where's your scenery, where's the setting? You telling me you can't prophesy at a church? Mm. You telling me you, I need to play I need to play your favorite song for you to do a ministry? I need to sing about God's glory falling down on the room for people to get laid out. And you're also gonna validate. The movement of God based on how you saw the congregation, not right. knowing that God moves in more silence than a gangster. Right. Come on. That, bro, that God can be restoring somebody's heart, and it doesn't have to be an exaggerated, they have to fall out and scream. Right. They God can be working in their heart, and you're over here saying that God's not moving because I didn't sing your song? Right. Oh, no. You guys didn't You guys didn't sing the song right when I needed it, right. and, and I couldn't flow the way I wanted to. Right. Oh, the way you wanted to. Okay. Right. Makes sense. Is this... Your ministry or is this mine? Woo! Says the Lord. <laughs> God did say that. Is this yours or is it mine? Is it what you want to do or is it what you want to see me do? You know what happens is we, we, we put this, we say, oh, I'm the pastor of this church. I don't I'm, care. I'm the leader of this ministry. And I'm going to be honest, I did it right when I started with the young adults. Yeah. I'm like, yo, I have these, I have these, I have this. I want to have this desire and I want to do this and I have this plan and I have this plan and I, I watched God laugh in my face. Yes. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh, I literally watched, I literally watched a video of Mike Todd that he just posted today of like a clip from his sermon and he literally said, oh, you going to do your thing? Okay. That's God talking to you. Yeah. Oh, you got, oh, oh, you made a plan? Okay. Okay. Oh, you didn't involve me? <laughs> okay. 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 Let's see how it goes. Right. So, but here's the thing, I'm I'm not leaving you, because I would never forsake you. But I ain't blessing that. Yeah, good luck, have you, fun, go go, go for ahead. it. When you fall flat on go your face, go for it. When you fall flat on your face, you'll come right back. You have to come back anyway. But you know what happens mm. is you wasted mad time. Yeah. Again, I was telling you, Steph was saying this to me on Sunday. He said the she said the hardest thing, of for capable people, because again. I'm sure many of you are extremely talented, mm -hmm. extremely gifted, uh, incredible speakers, so, uh, um, probably smarter than me, more intelligent. The hardest thing for capable people is realizing that God gave you just enough. Yes, he did. To think that you could stand up. So you could realize that you need him to get up. Like... <sighs> You can't even get up. You don't even have enough in you, actually, but to you even what, stand up. You know, you, all right, how about this? You know what? Let's, let's, let's attack this real quick. 
You know what it's called when you think you can do everything by yourself and you don't need anybody's help? What? It's called pride. Yep. And mm-hmm. um, last time, last time I, I remember, what did Satan get kicked out of heaven for? Hmm. Oh. oh. Okay. All right. Mm. So. Yeah. So this is why people don't want to get delivered. Right. Because because you just think that you got it. Yeah. Bro, you don't got it. Right. It's almost like God did that deception led you to just. Think that what? you that you to think you knew. Yo, it was right. yo, why you do this to me, bro? When you make decisions by yourself yeah. based on how you want, that's yeah. when you mess up. That's why Satan's idea was make yeah. Eve make the choice. Hey, you, you, you want to try the fruit, right? You want it, right? You do it, but this is what you want, right? Go, you want to be go like God, right? It. But here's the thing: she was already like God, right? But you want to be like God, right? You want to be your own God, though. Hmm. You want to be your own God. You don't want. You don't want God to be your right. God. You want to be right. right? You want to make your own decisions. Right. You want to make choices. Right. He gave you free will. Right. Yeah. You have complete autonomy. Yes, he did, and it, he wants you to choose him every time. It's your life. It's, it's your, your truth. Way. It's your truth. Whoop. You do what you want to do. Your. It's <laughs> your choice. Oh. And listen. Don't, uh, yeah. let, let me tell you this. <laughs> let me tell you this. Don't don't uh uh-uh. mm-hmm. don't be doing that because mm-hmm. it's not you. No, that's why that's why Paul said, "I no longer live, yet Christ lives in me." The old things pass away. Yeah, therefore he's doing something new. This is why it don't matter. You could be Democrat or Republican, I'm from the kingdom. I, I, I... and you still gonna be confused <laughs> because. You're trying to choose what's right and wrong, but they're both wrong. Because it's all about you. <laughs> exactly. When it's about you, it's wrong. <laughs> when, it, when, it's, when Christ isn't in it. It's wrong. It's wrong. When God's not in it, it's wrong. You know why? And how about this? When God's not in it, it's a lie. Period. Because if he's, if he's the truth and he's not in it. It's a lie. If, it's, if, if he's righteousness and he's not in it, it's wrong. I'll tell you a joke, if he's but I not never in tell it, you a lie. If he's fair, if he's not in it, it's not fair. Right. If he is if he is pure and he's not in it, it's not pure. pure. Yeah. If he is holy, yeah, and he's not in it, it's, it's not, not holy. holy. Yeah. If he <laughs> if he's powerful and he's not in it, there's no power. But you know what? Now this now this explains this explains our walk with Christ. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of us, it goes back to what I said about mediocre medi, media, mediocre, I'm sorry, mediocre Christianity. Mediocre Christianity is living a life with Jesus glitter with no power. Mediocre Christianity is saying that Jesus loves me, this I know for the Bible tells me so, but I'm not making disciples. Mediocre Christianity is talking about that the same spirit lives in me, but I can't even heal the sick. I can't even forgive my brother. I can't set the captive free because I'm bound. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. If I don't even come on. It's 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 done. 
It's done. And you know, and now this is the thing that's freeing about it. What's so freeing about this is that I don't have to, since I don't have the weight of carrying holiness on my own, mm. it frees me from the guilt. Because this is what happens. What the enemy wants you to do, the enemy wants you to try to be holy on yourself. The enemy wants you to try to look like Jesus by yourself. Yeah. You know why? Because when you do it by yourself, he has all the right to point the finger at you. Yeah. And say, yo, look, God, look, look, he's trying to look like Jesus and he failed again. And then he goes up to you and he says, yo, like, yo, this Jesus thing really not working out for you, huh? <laughs> but when you're doing it through the Holy Spirit, that helps you. Yeah. And you're in Christ. There is no condemnation yes. for he who is in Christ. Yes. So when the accuser comes, say, hey, yeah, but he fell. And Jesus is like, yeah, but he's in me, though. Right. Holy Spirit's helping him out. He's human. Yeah. But he confessed. And That's why the righteous falls down seven times and gets right back up. Right. Because the Holy Spirit's helping him back up. All right, yo, we got to get up. Yep. We got to go. You can only stand up in him. Remember. All right. Let, let me paint another picture for your mind. When we die and we lay down our life before Christ, we die. We are laid out on the floor. But what this allows is for Jesus to actually stand up in us. So you need to be laid out so he can stand up. That's why it says submit, therefore, to God. Yes. I'm supposed to, this is the issue. This is why a lot of people who grow up in church, especially those who grow up in church, and who those think that this is just about going to church or whatever, mm -hmm. It's why they keep falling. Right. It's because they're standing up in front of God and mm -hmm. they're bowing down in front of the devil. Yeah. But you're supposed to bow down before God and stand up against the devil. Yeah. And I'm standing on what? The rock. Some of y'all be standing on the sand, y'all. Mm-hmm. And you know what's crazy? Oh, I, Lord. God told Abraham that your descendants will be like the sand. It also says that the number of the number of the lost will be like the sand. Mm. So that means if I'm if I'm building my life on the sand, I'm building my life on the opinions of people. Mm. I'm building my life on how people see me. I'm building my life on how people see my ministry. I'm building my life on how people see how I sing, how I lead worship. I'm building my life on how I see myself. I'm building my life on how my wife sees me. Testimony is nice. But when I build myself on Christ, and it's on the testimony of Christ. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So now if I'm building my life on his testimony and what he did and who he is and what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Anybody can come. Yeah. Come get some. Yes. Rob, I love you. Come get, get some. some. Come on. Because the rock, the rock is not moving nowhere. Yeah. People's opinions will change. Mm -hmm. The way people look at you will change. Yeah. The way you even look at yourself will change. Yeah. But that's why you're not even supposed to look at yourself. You're supposed to look at him. That's why so many of you are drowning. You're, 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 you're standing on the sand. And you're drowning. I was going to say, you were saying some people are standing on the sand. But it's worse. Some people don't even have the stand to stand on. No, but this is the thing, is that when sand gets too wet, it becomes quicksand. Right. And you're sinking. But the thing is, water, you can try to swim up. Quicksand. And you can't. You can't. It'll crush you. It literally It'll suffocate, suffocate you. you. 
The only way to get out of quicksand is somebody pulls you out. Right. And when when Peter started to sink, mm-hmm. is when he took his eyes off of Christ. Yes. Right. But as soon and as and what he, does Peter mean? The Rock. <laughs> no. Let me cook, bro. Peter's name is The Rock. Yes. <laughs> Not Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> but this is the thing, right? The reason stupid. why why did Jesus put why did Jesus put his name Peter? Because upon this rock, upon the revelation yes. that Peter released. Yes. You are the son of God. Yes. Upon this rock I'll build my church. This is why you're now you're not Simon anymore. You're Peter. You're Peter. Mm-hmm. I am Peter as long as I look at him. Right. I'm founded on that. This is the son of God. Yes. This is the lamb. Yes. This is the focus. Yes. The moment I look away is because I denied my identity. In him. And then you become the sand again. You become Simon. Yes. You become a fisherman instead of a fisher of men. Yes. And here's the thing. Peter was a mediocre Finnish fisherman, yo. Yeah. He sucked. He had his own business. It wasn't that good until Jesus showed up. That's why That's why he followed Jesus. He wasn't just having a bad day. He literally said, yo, we've been fishing all night, bro. <laughs> Nothing. That doesn't happen, bro. That means you're a bad fisherman. <laughs> like, Jesus is like, throw on the other side. No. Like, what? <laughs> all this shit's like, wait, wait a minute. I got to follow this guy. Bro, when you deny your when you take your eyes off Christ, you deny your identity. You deny who you are in him. Right. And when you deny him, he will deny you. Period. Some people think that it's just, oh, when you deny me in front of other people, bro. We think that that means when I deny myself, when I deny him in front of bro, that means if I deny him in front of my wife. Hmm. When I deny him, meaning, bro, denying Christ is not saying Jesus isn't Lord. Denying him is saying he is Lord and not living it. Yeah. And this is the gospel that we, we didn't get. We got the gospel like, no, you got to keep coming to church so you can be holy. Get out of my face. You mm. got to keep, keep coming to these church services every week because if you miss one day, the devil's gonna eat you with juca. <laughs> it's it's better when it's in Spanish. El diablo te va a comer con juca. No, I'm serious, and that's quoted by the way. <laughs> I ain't make that up. For, for some of y'all, think I made that up. That is quoted. I've heard so many people say that. Oh my goodness. And and that's it, bro. And 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 sad. It's sad. It's sad that this is the type of gospel y'all are living. Yes. But we're here just to bring the good news. Yeah. The good news is that he came, he died, and the Holy Spirit is here to help us. Yes. I'm not telling you that you that you don't have to worry about being a good person. Because Paul says, keep doing good. Yes. And fix your mind on the things above. Yes. But you can't fix your mind on the things above if you have if you don't have the one who is above. Yes. You can't have your mind fixed on the things of above if your best friend isn't the most high. Yes. Because if we focus on ourselves, we're focusing on dirt. If we focus on ourselves, we're focusing on things that are dirty, things that are broken, My God. things that are dusty. 
Because from the dust you came from the to the dust you return. Right. If I'm focusing on myself, I'm not looking at anything that's worth anything. Right. The only reason why I have some type of value is because he breathed into me. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. But now when I'm hidden in the most high. Yeah. Like David said, when I'm when I'm when I dwell in the shadow of the Almighty. Mighty, yep. Come on, man. That's my fortress. Yes. Man. Sorry to rip y'all like that. No, we had to. But hey, the word is a double-edged sword, so it yeah. comes back to us too. Yes. So But I mean, me us saying that is just cause that's where I'm at. Like I'm laying it down. I probably I've said the same thing three, four times already. I'm incapable. It's all Christ. Let him take your burden. Let him take the weight. Stop trying to figure it out on your own and just give it to him. Yeah, that's the good news. I love y'all. I love y'all. Oh, I hope this finds you well. Anybody who hasn't given their life to Christ is an opportunity. You want to do it? Tell what? No, I don't really lead the sinner's prayer often. I don't. Even, I don't even like calling it the sinner's uh, yo, prayer. I got you. I don't like calling it the sinner's prayer either. Yeah, bro. we're gonna I don't pray. Like calling it. I want you to pray not to just let Jesus in your life, but for you to, you to live according to His will. Yeah. So I want you to close your eyes wherever you are, and we're just gonna pray. And you just repeat after me: Say, Lord Jesus, I'm done trying to do this by myself. And I'm also going to extend this prayer to those of you who are Christian, who want to reconcile. Yeah. To say with me, Jesus, I'm done trying on my own. I'm done trying to do this by myself. I'm done trying to serve you without you. Because I need God to serve God. Mm. I need your spirit. So create in me a clean heart. Yes. And purify me. And if there's any wicked way in me. Lord, may you may you not only just take it out, but show me what it is. Yeah. And I will confess, Lord. Lord, I confess that I am a sinner. But I'm a sinner saved by grace. Yeah. And I will not. It's impossible for me to be sinless. But in you, I sin less. Yes. And you help me, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I just pray conviction over everyone who's listening. That every hidden sin, every every sin that was committed without knowing every habitual sin, Lord, may you bring conviction, Holy ghost to the hearts of everyone who's listening. Yes. So that there can be a mass revival on the web, mass revival to in people's homes because revival starts with confession. Yeah. Lord, I just declare revival in people's lives, Lord, because where, where, the, where you are confessed Lord and savior, Lord, you are resurrecting. Yeah. Holy Spirit, I ask you that you help us in this sanctification process. Help us to be sanctified, to look like you, Jesus, to look like the perfect lamb that was that bled out for us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Love y'all. Peace. Later.